Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting podcast of the Go Forth program. I am your host, Ben O. Young, and with me today, I have Tiffany Farley with the Gabriel Network. She's the executive director. Hello, Tiffany. How are you? Hi, Ben. I'm great. How are you doing today? Good. Could you please open us up in a word of prayer? I would love to. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Dear Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your continued love and mercy and forgiveness. Lord, we thank you for all of the gifts that you've given us, for your guidance. We thank you, especially here at Gabriel Network, for all of the moms that you put in our path. And we ask for your help and guidance on serving them in the way that you would have us serve them, in loving them, Lord, the way that you would have us love them. We ask for a blessing on this podcast today that we might be able to speak your word with the Holy Spirit and to be able to just let listeners know how how wonderful and good you are. In your name we pray. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Tiffany. So for our listening audience, could you please share the mission of Gabriel Network? Sure. Our mission is that we empower a committed network of Christian churches to accompany pregnant mothers and families in need by providing practical, emotional, and spiritual support through pregnancy and beyond. We realize this mission through three programs. We have a helpline, a church-based ministry, and a housing ministry. We operate all across Maryland and Washington, D.C., and we have any pregnant woman who calls our helpline Our helpline is answered by, we have three wonderful staff members, two that are bilingual in Spanish and English, and they answer the phone and they talk with the woman about what's going on. She's pregnant, alone, in crisis, just feeling in need, and she wants help. Usually when a pregnant woman calls us, she has already decided that she wants to to continue her pregnancy and to either be a parent to the child or to choose adoption. But there's often a lot of obstacles, a lot of pressure on her to abort the baby. So most often, and we've been keeping a lot better track of this recently in the last couple of years, most often she has thought about it, um, whether she has another child or not, she has thought about it. And she gets a lot of pressure from other people. Unfortunately, the number one pressure is from the father of the baby. So if he's not in her life or even if he is in her life, he's the number one person that he pressures her because he says, I'm not going to be around if you don't choose abortion. I'm not staying in your life. I'm not helping with this baby. So it's either me or this baby. And the second group of people is her relatives. And that's so unfortunate that we're, we're hopeful that the people that she's closest to are telling her, we love you, we're there for you, we support you, but that's not the case. And so, thankfully, she's heard about Gabriel Network and calls our helpline. And she can call, text, or email us. And the, the helpline representatives talk to her and pray with her and just tell her, you know, what's available And just listen, really just listen about what's going on and and to right away know that she's supported by the people on the helpline, but the church, the church as a whole and our organization and all the people that she could potentially be connected with going forward. And that support doesn't end. 
that's the thing about Gabriel Network is that we're not just uh, like, let's talk to you, let's hand you some diapers, and then we're gone. <laughs> we are a long, long-term relationship-supporting organization, and that's the idea, is we help support through pregnancy and beyond. And so a pregnant woman calls us, but then she has the baby, and that support does not end. In fact, it just gets more and more intense because, you know, the things that you deal with, a lot of the times the pregnant woman doesn't have a job when she calls us. And so helping her find a job or a place to live, we have the housing program. But our church-based ministry, ministry program is what happens next. So the helpline answers the call and just immediately shows her love and support and any, you know, any support that they can give her through God. So they're the, hands and, they're the starting hands and feet of God through their words and just welcoming uh, her and talking with her on the phone or text or email. And then what happens is the helpline reaches out to one of our churches that we work with in the area that the mom is calling from. So if she's calling from Prince George's County in Maryland, they will reach out to one of our churches in Prince George's County and see if they're available to start working with her. And so what happens then is that they are connected and that church team just starts loving her and they they talk with her they meet her in person and their team of volunteers just start working with whatever it is the practical the emotional and the spiritual support right from the get-go and the idea is that she will become part of their community and hopefully their family that long-term support it starts as a client when the mom calls us but very very quickly it turns into a relationship of a friend or a family member. So many times the baby that's born will refer to the angel friend team as grandma and grandpa as they get to know them later and later when they, the baby starts talking and stuff. And it's just wonderful. That's the goal, that long-term relationship so that whatever happens in the mom's life, she will always know that she is supported by this wonderful group of people and she is part of the kingdom of God. We all try to, but it, it starts from our helpline, but our church-based ministry program is all those volunteers that we train in the churches, they can either connect her with Jesus Christ, they can help foster her relationship with him, sometimes mending the relationship with him. But the idea is that if she doesn't know Jesus Christ and her heart's open to him, then we want her to know him. If she already knows him, but maybe has a bad experience with like men in her life or something and is hesitant to kind of rely on him, then they're helping to foster that relationship and show her that how valuable he made her, how valuable she and her baby and her family are and how important those relationships are and how God is at the center of all of it and how if she really understands what that means, that value, like it doesn't end. It just doesn't go away. But in order to get to that point, she needs to have the supportive group around her. Sometimes it's somebody that she connects with right away. Sometimes it takes a little while. But that church-based ministry team is in it for the long haul. And that's what, that's what their main goal is, to try to, to work with her while she's pregnant and then for as long as she needs beyond. We're operating two maternity homes right now. And if a pregnant woman is homeless, she can come into our maternity home and live there for free for the duration of her pregnancy and then six months beyond when the baby is six months old. And while she's in the maternity home, those same volunteer church teams 
We often call them angel friends, and the teams are angel friend teams at the church, and they'll support her while she's in the maternity home. And then when she leaves the maternity home, they continue to support her. So again, it's that we call it a match. You know, we match the mom with the church-based ministry team, and then they help her from the get-go while she's in our housing program, and then beyond that as well. If she doesn't come into our housing program, they can also help her get into other housing programs if that's one of her needs. But she always has lots and lots of needs. So that's where the whole pro-life community comes in. We've got the pregnancy centers, which help with uh, sonograms, and they often do counseling. They often do practical support with like diapers and wipes and all that kind of stuff. So we rely on the pregnancy centers. We rely on the food pantries. We rely on the job. We need all these resources to help the mom with whatever it is she needs at whatever time she needs it. So she'll need daycare. She'll need food. She'll need to get a job. She'll need a place to live. But then often she needs help maybe mending some relationships with her family or the father of the baby. We had this one mom that she called us from Baltimore and her friend had scheduled an abortion appointment for her and her, her best friend was going to take her to this appointment and she was ready to go, but she wasn't feeling good. So she's like, well, I'm, I'm kind of sick. So her friend rescheduled the appointment and made another appointment for her. Well, in the meantime, she called us thankfully. And so we were able to match her with one of our church teams in Baltimore and they just loved her and they met her. She was living out of her car and the father of the baby was still in the picture, but he didn't have a place to live really either. And so this church team came around them and not only loved her, loved the baby she was carrying, loved the father of the baby, and they brought them into the church community and helped them to understand the importance and the sanctity of marriage. And so they talked about what that even means because they didn't even really understand that. And so they brought them into the church. They baptized both of them when the baby was born. A couple wanted to get married, so they supported them in their marriage. And then they became part of their church community. So they attended Bible studies and everything. And it was such a wonderful witness to there's so much involved, these relationships. But it's, it's often God, too. And that's the main relationship we want to foster all the programs that we have, the helpline, the church-based ministry, and the housing ministry really work together with all of the other organizations for whatever it is that the mom needs at the time. Oh my goodness. Tiffany, this is amazing. (laughs) And what it's really neat, and this is part of my studies too, is with Catholic social teaching, is that if there is a mother out there who can find support, they are more likely to not have an abortion. Mm-hmm. And that's what you guys are doing. And mm-hmm. it's long term. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you got it all. Housing, mm-hmm. counseling, <laughs> financial services, helping them get their feet established and being adopted by a church. Mm-hmm. Like winner, winner, chicken dinner on this one <laughs> for, for your mothers. Right. You know? <laughs> Yeah. So I have visited the uh, Gaithersburg location about two or three times uh, for various reasons, mostly to donate. What a beautiful facility. It is. It is. It's amazing. It just feels like also that when the moms go there, they have a home. Mm -hmm. 
they have a home and could you please share a little bit about because i think that's what's unique unique so much for our listening audience what's it like at the home and i believe there's a maybe a, like a mother hen there to make sure everything's good too right yeah yeah we actually just renovated that maternity home so that we have a, a downstairs basement two-bedroom apartment for a live-in christian couple we're in the midst of hiring this couple but we are so excited and pretty sure they're going to say yes so so the house mom would basically be a stay-at-home mom so she would be present during the day and they would live there at night and they would have their own privacy and quarters and stuff downstairs. But the idea is for them to model a Christian marriage and Christian parenting. This couple that we are potentially going to hire has a small child. So modeling that in the midst of the women who are living there. So that home in particular has four bedrooms for the moms. So they would have their own private bedroom. There's two bathrooms that those four moms would share. They would have free laundry. There's free park if they have a car, but it's pretty close to public transportation. But then while they're in the home, so each mom has her own church team that will be connected with her. And so she would come into the home and we have this living couple. In addition, we have a house director. And so she's also out in the community during the day with getting material support, financial support, services, resources for the moms. So she's in the home and outside the home as well. But while the moms are living there, they can talk with and work with the house mom. They also can kind of see the example of this Christian couple because often the men in their lives haven't been the greatest example. And so while this this husband is going to be living there, he'll work outside the home during the day, but he'll be there present on the weekends and at nights and stuff. And so for them to be able to watch him be a husband to the house mom and a father to the child is wonderful, but also treating them with kindness and love is so important and something they may not understand or have ever witnessed before. And mm. so while they're in the home, they'll have that witness and mentorship as well as the house director who's there for guidance and support for the home and the community base. But then you've got the angel friend team that they have their own church team that's supporting them as well. And that church team will help them to find daycare, find a job, find the next step where they're going to go after that. And then that church community comes in where all the other things like budgeting, helping to build a resume, helping to practice her interview skills, all the things that she'll need during her growing period, learning whatever the next step is. And so that church community reaches out to the other parishioners at their church and says, hey, who can help her build her resume? Is anyone good at that? Can anyone help her with interview skills? Does anyone have any connections with daycare? It's very expensive. Or any connections to food pantries, things like that. And it's the church team that really guides her progress, if you will, while she's in the home and then what happens after she leaves the home. And that church team has their own mentor. One of our staff members, our client services director, mentors those church teams while they're serving the mom in the home. So you can see this housing staff that's so wonderful and exciting. And so the moms should benefit while they're in the home. But then the idea, again, is that long-term relationship that we're fostering to be able to have that go long-term after she leaves the home. Yeah. Talking about smothering people with love. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Right? Oh, my goodness. And so... 
you all have a wonderful opportunity to just really show incredible Christ compassion mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. those who really are hurting and just an opportunity to give them a lifeline uh, mm-hmm. that is long-term. This mm-hmm. is really neat. So for our listening audience, I bet they're wondering, how did Tiffany Farley get in this business? <laughs> I mean, how did she enter this mission field? <laughs> That's a, a total godsend. He put me in the right place at the right time, and it was all him, and I just cannot be more thankful. So I was kind of a stay-at-home mom, working nights and weekends, while my husband, who was a teacher, we really tried to support our children, but be a you know family and close to God as we possibly could and let him lead our lives. And when my youngest child was starting kindergarten, so he would, all four of my kids would be at school during the day, I was looking more for a daytime job. And that's when I was at daily mass. And of course, afterwards, I started talking to someone who happened to work at Gabriel Network and The rest is history. I started 13 years ago as the executive assistant, and then just two years ago, I became the director. And so I've been here for quite a long time doing various things, but as the director now, it really is such a blessing for me. You know, hopefully I am getting better at doing God's will for me and using the gifts that he gave me specifically. I practice that every, every day. But learning how to trust in in him and really trusting in him is something that in theory it sounds great and easy and but we'll and we'll talk about the the readings for Sunday, but one of the things that Job said in the one reading is he was filled with restlessness until the dawn. And that happens a lot. <laughs> and so learning how to trust in God at those times and the restlessness of thinking about one of the moms or thinking about our staff, thinking about our church volunteers and just handing it all over to him and knowing that I'm here because he wanted me here at this time. And the peace that comes with knowing you're doing God's will, if you're doing God's will, you should be getting more peaceful knowing you're doing it. And the doors just open, but the trusting in him is hard. You have to jump out of the airplane with the parachute before the parachute will open. And the jumping out part is hard. Uh, uh, yeah. Totally can empathize with what you're, you're sharing. Yeah. Um, but uh, also everybody, Hey, what a benefit of going to daily mass. Hey, you can get mm-hmm. a job and a career out of it. <laughs> That's right. So, so uh, absolutely. And let's, let's go to the uh, Sunday readings. Uh, you know, the restlessness, We're called to trust in the Lord, but to do it, it takes a concentration of the heart and really an opening of the heart, right? And But at the same time, too, you open your heart every day helping those in need. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. And, and, you know, I want to tell you one more story about a mom who called us. She moved to Baltimore from New Jersey because she was in an abusive relationship. And so we matched her with a team in Baltimore. And she heard that she could have help in Maryland as a pregnant person that was trying to get out of this situation. And the team there just opened their you know, arms to her, welcoming her. But part of it was that she wasn't Catholic at the time. And the relationship that they built with her, the witness that they brought of the, the Catholic community, 
she told them, you know, after a few months that she wanted to have the baby baptized and she wanted to become Catholic. And so spreading the word about Jesus Christ and introducing Jesus to people. Pope Francis just recently said, I think in one of his uh, addresses, was that it's an encounter with the person of Jesus and an encounter with a person. And that's another thing that kind of came to mind when in the gospel for this coming Sunday, when Jesus um, goes to Simon's mother-in-law and he approached, grasped her hand and helped her up. And the physical part of that, I'm thinking about how he grasped her hand and helped her up. That is an encounter with a person. And that's what we at Gabriel Network, all of the volunteers at those churches, the physical imagining like you're holding someone's hand and how intimate that can be, but how meaningful that is. We shake hands when we meet people. We hold our kids' hands to protect them from oncoming traffic. We hold our spouse's hand in love and, and gentleness. And, and, and old people and sick people, we often hold their hand to comfort them and to help them up. But the reading just really resonated with me because that's what we do at Gabriel Network. We approach, we grasp their hand and help them up. But then God takes it from there and that relationship is just flourishes. We pray that it flourishes and just it's beautiful to watch, but it's that physical, we want to be the hands and feet of Christ and we want to be the ones to hold their hand and help them up just like he did with Simon's mother-in-law. Yeah, yeah. And you get to hold someone's hand every day and just say, hey, it is worth it to be a mom. It is worth it to love a little one. Pretty, pretty neat what you guys all do. Also in the readings, too, I, I love the psalm where it says, praise the Lord who heals the brokenhearted. And that's what you guys do every day, too. You heal mm-hmm. people's hearts. Mm-hmm. You, you heal people's hearts. Pretty neat. Yeah. Yeah. In, in First Corinthians, it says, I have become all things to all to save at least some. And to me, that it kind of made me picture Jesus coming as a person just to save us and how, how he turned himself into us so that we would understand and we would follow. And that's the goal. And for sharing the gospel, we try to talk about Jesus and his love, but ultimately we want them to connect with him so that they can follow him. So we We don't know how many people we'll be able to reach in talking, but we want to just continue to spread the gospel as much as we can, just like he did. And so, but we need to start for sure. Yeah, we we need to be that olive branch. We need to breathe that that comforting hand that lifts people up. And talking about a difficult situation, Mary and Joseph, they were, (laughs) right? I mean... I don't know about you, but I don't want to be born in a cave, but that's what happened to our Lord. And uh-huh. they were on the run, too, talking about nervousness, talking about being unsettled. But they had to trust in the Lord, too. They had to hang in there and, and continue to to raise a baby that was a major surprise, a major that's surprise. Right. right? But Mother Mary and Joseph did it. They hung in there, and they fought. For our salvation, they were also the hurting family that needed help. 
Right. And again, they are now giving us the help. They are, they are the ones that are supporting us. So, mm-hmm, yes, mm-hmm. wonderful gift to share the gospel to especially a lost soul, someone who is just looking for support. Nice deal you have. This is pretty <laughs> cool. So we really appreciate all of your sharing, uh, Tiffany. And by, before I let you go, too, Tiffany, is there anything you want to share to our listening audience or possible future missionaries who might be interested in supporting Gabriel Network or another company that might be in need of uh, helping mothers in need? What ways can our listening audience support the missionary work that you all do? Yeah, so I would definitely encourage everyone to pay attention to the pregnant women around you, whether they're newly pregnant or far along or have newborn children. Just kind of notice and listen. And any way that you can help them, even just listening and praying for them, even if you're afraid to talk to them or whatever, praying for them is so wonderful, such a blessing. It really, really provides action for them. And so start praying for every pregnant woman that you see. Just say a prayer for her and that she will remain healthy, that the baby will remain healthy, but that the support will be there for her and that she'll be able to learn her value in God's eyes and know why she was made and whatever happens in her life, her value does not diminish. And Mm -hmm. so just even letting her know that is so wonderful and important. Um, But then think about the gifts that you have to be able to help a pregnant person, whether you're connected with them in, in dialogue or in their community, you can help them in some way by reaching out to a pregnancy help organization. So the pregnancy centers, the maternity housing programs all across the, the, the country, and then us specifically in Maryland, gabrielnetwork.org is our website. You can go on there. You can call our 1-800 number, which is 1-800-ANGEL-OK. So the, the letters on the keypad, A-N-G-E-L-O-K, um, is an easy way to remember it. And you can call that number, and everything that we do is free. And so really encourage anyone that needs help with anything while they're pregnant, please, you know, can call us. And if we can't help, we can refer to other organizations. We have a really big network of organizations in Maryland and D.C. that we talk to all the time. So we just all work together. And so I would just encourage you to, you know, reach out to someone and to use the gift God gave you to help pregnant women in need. Wonderful. And again, we'll put all that information in our show notes as well as seeing Tiffany in action as the executive director of Gabriel Network. One other thing, too, also, if I may add, just helping, just finding out how you can help out. You can always go to the website and see how you can help out. So one year, you guys needed a rake job. So we went there uh, right (laughs) in November and raked up the whole area for y'all. And again, that was something that was a simple afternoon with my men's uh, fellowship and uh, we brought all of our families, and we we finished that job in about an hour. Mm. But, man, did we collect a lot of bags of leaves. So uh, <laughs> another opportunity, yep. too, looking at see at the website what you guys need sometimes and just doing a donation drop-off. So mm-hmm. um, I know that baby wipes are pretty cool at your place. And to se- send a little package from Costco is a cool deal for you all. That's right. right? That's right. If anyone's interested in visiting the home, they can email me at tiffany.farley at gabrielnetwork.org. 
let me know that they're interested. We don't ever give out the address of the home for privacy. We just let them know if, it, if they're actually coming to the home. And so, but we're, we're happy to give a tour to someone who's actually interested in supporting that maternity home. It costs about $150,000 a year to run the maternity home. And so it's a, it's, it's a high cost. So we need financial support, material support, as well as prayer support and volunteer support. So any, any way they could get involved, that's just one example of our maternity home. But we're happy to give tours. Yes, road trip, people. Road trip. <laughs> Yep. And it's it's a really deep facility because, again, it just feels like a safe haven, a, a wonderful home for a mother who's just looking for a warm place to stay and an opportunity to get her feet on the ground. That's right. And so it's a cool place to visit, everyone. Please check it out. Well, Tiffany, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much for this educational opportunity for our listening audience and ways, again, that we can help out expecting mothers. And again, if I may add too, Catholic social teaching clearly shows that an organization like Gabriel Network makes a huge difference because it's a lifeline for a mother. We can show Christ's love in wonderful ways through a program like Gabriel Network. Thank you, Ben. I appreciate your help in getting the word out for, for all of the missionaries. Thank you. Thank you. Please, again, look at our show notes about Gabriel Network. And on behalf of the entire Go Forth team, let us all go forth and spread the good news. Go Forth is a service of USCMA, funded in part by the Catholic Communications Campaign. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and your favorite listening platform. We'd love to earn five stars from you, so be sure to scroll down and leave a review. Visit uscatholicmission.org forward slash go forth for scripture commentaries, show notes, and go forth gathering details. Check out the show notes for pictures and links about our witnesses' mission. Our music is Go Out, Go Out by Curtis Stepper, used by license with OCP. Wherever you live and whatever you do, God has a mission just for you. Come back next week to meet another missionary disciple sharing God's love through their life and witness. Amen. Praise the Lord, all your nations. Glorify Him, glorify Him, you people. Go out, go out to all the world. Tell the good news, tell the good, good news. Go out, go out to all the Tell it.